The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. One step away, forward in motion. Nowhere I've been, nowhere I'm going. Voices rise up, a beautiful sound. There's more than enough music to go around. One step in line with me Put your hands up, get on your feet Oh, 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 oh This is my circle This is my tribe Leaning together with no Hey everyone, welcome to another beautiful episode of Voices of Unity. I'm Reverend Skip Jennings. I'm Chad Bradford. Aloha, I'm Faith Rivera, and I'm so happy to be back with you boys and I know. everyone, <laughs> all our yeah. listeners. Wait a minute, it's Faith, Faith and the Boys. Yeah. Faith yeah. and the Boys. Yes. <laughs> We've got to record our demo so we can open up to our uh, theme music. You know, oh, gotcha. <laughs> we gotcha. have to do that. And, um, you know, one of the things I love about this every week, I actually look forward to it, but I am like going down the highway and I'm going, just be calm. You're going to make it. It's going to be okay because I'm coming directly from Center for Spiritual Living. And my day on a Wednesday now begins at 6 a.m., because we start wow. teaching meditation at 7.15, and it's available on Zoom, plug, and <laughs> yoga from 7.30 to 8.30, and you just need to DM me through the socials and find out how you can get your yoga on. Yes. <laughs> You're a little yeah. bit busy, aren't I'm you? A, a little yeah. bit busy, a little bit busy, and I joined the Chamber of Com Commerce, I think I told you that a few weeks okay. ago. And then it. I was in this morning, I got a chance to be in a nonprofit. Um, it's called the nonprofit. Um, it's the committee. It's the group you work with. Mm -hmm. And I'm applying to be a part of a nonprofit executive leadership training. Oh it's God. for six months on how to build your nonprofit and how to ask for money. So I'm putting my application in today to yet go back to school again. Yeah. Oh, really? Really? Oh my gosh. You know, it's so funny because Skip, you coached me through that decision when I went back to school in 2020 after being out for, you know, a, over a decade. Right. Um, and it was about, you know, and it's so funny, you know, being in kind of the world that we live in, you know, trying to think about the mind, body and spirit and all of that and how that relates to what you're talking about, about yeah. raising money and being able to fit it in your head is talking about abundance, you know? Um, and I, so I wonder what your thoughts are on that, you know, as you're going into the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, well, well, the whole point of, of this is that, you know, we don't approach it as a business, but it is a business. 
And it's just like anything else. If you don't get butts to the chairs, you're not going to keep your doors open. Um, I said that in a nice um, in a nice way. And in, in our in our business <laughs> meetings, we said we say asses in the seats. So <laughs> so that's what it's all about. But it's it's seriously if we can't keep our doors open because we don't have the funding to come through. You know, part of ministry is being able to ask with confidence. And here's a story. So funny. This is kind of our catch up because I could tell you this is we're catching up. I'm okay with asking money for the center, but me asking money for myself, that's something else. And Faith, we've talked about that, about the money side of this business, right? We, we have, you know, for the listeners that might not know, you know, I'm a positive music artist and, you know, other friends that you know, Harold, Harold Payne, Karen Drucker, we... For, for a while, we had never crossed that bridge of the crowd campaigning. You know what I mean? But I did during the pandemic for my Rise album. And, you know, when when the movement is larger than yourself, you know, I had just like this heart call during <clears throat> that pandemic like that. We wanted to rise, you know. Yeah. And so when I felt that call, I think when you feel the call bigger than yourself, Rev mm -hmm. Skip, that's when I was able to just say it without all that other stuff that we bring when it's about ourself, you know, yeah. all the uh, apologetic i was like hell no i said we are here to, you know we're here to love we love the world yes. we're here to bring our light and i want to help you bring your light and yeah. so there's no shame in that there's fire that's right you know? fire uh, yes that's fire hey mr chatty <laughs> i gave you a nickname last week chatty what has your yes. week been like directing a play in new york how's that been with you oh my gosh it's so it's been exactly a week we started rehearsals last week um yes. and we've had and, I, and actually i actually am taking an hour off from rehearsal uh oh, to come and hang out because um, we're rehearsing nine hours a day right now wow. um, but I, my wife is designing costumes, and so she's very, th get out of the theater, I have work to do in here, get out, <laughs> so she's happy about that, but it's it's good, you know, we're doing Macbeth, and um, as, as we've talked about before, and it's really, this week we're getting into um, uh, all of the stuff with the three witches, you know, mm. and, and thinking about that being spooky, that being this or that being that. But what I've really tried to focus on is going all the way back to Norse mythology and thinking wow. about uh, the Norns and Yggdrasil, the Norns being the three mythic women that would tend to the roots of the tree of life and spun the web of fate. And when you think about it like that, you know, the witches aren't necessary. I'm, I'm trying to move away from that Halloween thing and into mm -hmm. this idea of witches as people who work with nature. Mm -hmm. They are, they work with light. They are light workers. They yeah. give Macbeth a prophecy, but they don't tell him to do anything. And mm -hmm. so I, what my biggest thing is like the idea of fate versus faith. Mm -hmm. Are you going to wrestle fate? Are you going to wrestle uh, the will of of the universe, or are you going to allow it? I know I'm getting. Big I know, wait, what I'm saying, I but... just wish our listeners could see your face and your hands, <laughs> and you you're, do, you're doing this, and you are really so into it. But you know, yes. it brings up something that we talked about on our other podcast that 
the word sorcerer is not a scary thing. Sorcerer right. means they work from the source. And what is mm. the source? It's a universe. It's yes. God, it's spirit. I love the way you're doing that, Chad. Yeah. That is so awesome. Yeah, oh, thank you. I mean, talking about fire, you're on fire. And I'm thinking, yeah. so is COVID, is COVID a long memory? Yeah, it would, how's, how's like, the COVID oh, experience? Lord have I mean, mercy. So <laughs> yes, the COVID, I, I, I was, well, I just coughed, but this, I, I was testing positive. <laughs> I have been testing positive. But the, you know, when I was coughing so bad on our last thing, it's because yeah. I got a secondary infection of bronchitis I that's know. what was getting me that's right and so you know uh but it's 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 not a distant memory but uh okay, it okay. Is, you know, <laughs> hopefully it's fading into the past <laughs> and do we, you remember we our title for that podcast was it well not title but we kept laughing about is it bronchitis or is it a laugh are we uh, laughing I, or is it guys i made that the title the title is is it bronchitis is it a laugh or maybe dot 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 a new thought. Remember, because we kept talking about new thoughts. I thought, love so. yes. That was Can our I give title. a little update as far as yes. that goes? Sure, sure. I have to say because I really did try to take my SSP to work. Um, You're having spiritual, yeah. sexy spiritual yes. pebbles. Yes. yes. And this idea of allowing myself to have a new thought. And yes. that even happened today. I said, y'all, mm -hmm. this is what we need. This is the story we need to tell. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have an idea, but I don't. And I, you know, it can be scary as a leader to look at, you know, seven faces and say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment today I yeah. said, I don't know what this is. Yeah. And then uh, Vinnie Mraz, who's playing the porter, um, came up with this idea and we worked and worked and it just was this beautiful thing that I would have never been able to plan, but because I invited inspiration, mm -hmm. we were able to have a new thought in that moment. It was really, Ooh, and it was really wow. beautiful. So I've been very thankful for, for that SSP that kind of mm -hmm. has really guided my week. It's beautiful. Week. Yeah. So yeah. beautiful. Faith, you, Faith, you need to follow that. Give me your catch up. What oh you've been doing, God. what you've been doing. <laughs> Your Facebook has been beautiful, though. I've seen oh, pictures yes. of you and your family at like waterfalls. Thank you. Were you, you doing yes. waterfalls? I, I will share that. And I'm sorry, I'm like enraptured in, in um, you know, what I am too. God was saying. So I'm like, but we have a guest today, Faith. We have a guest that we have to get to. But tell I'm, me about your waterfalls. I just one little comment on Chad okay. is that yes. in the in the moment in the in the moment of I don't know, there's such mm. freedom and then possibility. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I mean that if remind me later, that might be my SSP. So <laughs> But but you know what Michael Beckwith says that when you are humble enough to say to God, I don't know, yeah. that's when God begins to use you. Because oh, yeah. we come all puffed up in our heads going, hey, this is how I gotta do it. Yeah. There's no room for yeah. God to give you the new mm. thoughts. Yes. The new yes. thoughts. Yes, in the greater expansion. So I guess part of our expansion as a family is my husband has been wanting to hike more. We live here in Hawaii and it's too easy to let, you know, the daily things we have to do take you away from saying like, we can't, well, we don't have time. Well, so we, dra we drag the kids and uh, we went to Manoa, Manoa Falls. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just, there's something about being out in nature. And um, I told you guys that I was preparing my new website and with that, these virtual care packages. So I'm writing the, the guides now that go with the songs. And so I've been studying earthing or grounding, which is um, that idea of, you know, your skin against the earth. 
because of our bioelectromagnetic right field in our bodies connects with the electromagnetic field of the earth. And there's real science, real physical things happening aside from obviously the more metaphysical experience, right, of being in nature. So it's been it's been really amazing to to enjoy nature in that way, in a mindful way, and hopefully instilling it in my kids, you know, because mm. my son was not all in the magic during the whole hike for some of the hike, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that's there, what oh, that's there so are funny. so many teachers that teach about that we are not living with nature, we are nature itself. Mm -hmm. And once we begin to commune with it, we begin to really feel that restorative. Yes. Like nature restores us. Yes. Being by the water is a place where we really begin to connect with our creativity and the energy within us. And we teach that in yoga as well, that the chakra systems are really connected to the energy of the earth. Mm -hmm. And it's connected with water and ground and the elements and fire. We're just talking about fire. I'm so glad you're out in nature and I, I am going to make a point to be out in nature more. Mm -hmm. It's a full moon when we're recording this tonight's a full moon and tomorrow's a full moon. Um, so tonight is full moon yoga. I don't know if I'll make it to that, but on the beach of Fort Lauderdale, we're doing a full moon healing with sound bowls and a sound bath. And guess what? I'm not facilitating. I'm going to get oh. my healing on. Yay. I'm going to wrap up, bring my blanket <laughs> and just get my healing on in the full moon. Boo boo. Beautiful. That's it. <laughs> yes. Well, we have a guest y'all. And I yes. am really, I'm really excited about talking with our guests, um, Catherine Ford, she's an MD, but Chad, you have the voice of God, would oh. you read her bio? <laughs> you bet, Skip. Um, <laughs> so we, we really are, we're thrilled today to have Catherine Ford on the show. Uh, Catherine uh, specializes in relationships of all kinds and has been practicing psychotherapy in private practice for more than 20 years. Though the method she developed, Aperture, uh, excuse me, through the method she developed, Aperture Awareness, which we're excited to talk about today, yes. Catherine guides couples in staying in the present moment, which she explains is the key to a successful relationship. It's where the learning and growth takes place. Mm -hmm. Catherine received her MD from Brown University Medical School, so that's very prestigious, <laughs> and completed her psychiatry residency uh, at the Stanford School of Medicine. So we're very excited to welcome Catherine Ford onto the show today. Yay. Welcome. Yay. Yay. Hi, Catherine. <laughs> yes, welcome. <laughs> Yes. Uh, hello, everybody. Good, good to be with you all. It's already interesting and fun, so I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Mm. I, I have. I always get a little bit of because we had Matthew Fox on the show a couple of uh, weeks ago. I always get not intimidated, but I'm always like have this. You know, those who've gone through like Brown and the Ivy League and Stanford, I always go, I like kind of sit up a little bit straighter and I want to be, I don't know what that's all about, but um, welcome, we welcome you. And, you know, the first thing I want to really kind of talk about is. Yep. I want to say something about yeah. that, because actually, okay. you know, that reaction doesn't put you on the other side of something for me, because I have that reaction too. And oh. I think we all have that reaction, right? And oh. there's something kind of good about it because when you go to somebody for advice, you want to know where they came from. But yeah, we all have that reaction. So just wanted to say that. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. Thank you. That just like smoothed out everything. 
<laughs> it brought us all to the same level. That was really, that was smart. Absolutely. Dr. Catherine, that was really smart well, of you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I think the first question that's on the three of our minds, we're like going, tell us about Aperture Awareness. What is that yes. all about? And I'm, I'm excited to hear because it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? So what Aperture Awareness is, let me deconstruct that because it's kind of a cool term. What it means is paying attention to how open you are when it when you're well in the world in general but especially when we're with each other now every time i say that i think well duh so it's not that we kind of don't know that if you think about our colloquial language when we're talking about something say oh i was so open to that singer or i was so happy to be with you because because you were so open to me Yes, but we but we haven't taken it seriously enough. And we have what I think is that especially between couples, we haven't realized that it's kind of the North Star for guiding us. Being in a relationship can and being with other human beings is always extremely complicated, like to the infinite degree is complicated. And so when we're trying to find our way through a relationship, especially let's say in a difficult conversation, what, what do you pay attention to? And what I've watched with couples is they pay attention to what does that have to do with my childhood? They pay attention to what does that have to do with your attachment style, et cetera. Those things are like the roadmap. They are, can be very helpful to know what your attachment style is or what your Enneagram number is or whatever. But you didn't. You don't look at the roadmap when you're driving the car. If you do, that's not such a good thing. To look at the roadmap, you need to pull over. You know, take a little time out and look at the roadmap. When you're actually driving the car, you need to keep your eyes on the road. And paying attention to openness is eyes on the road. Mm -hmm. It it's funny. It's one word, but once you said it open, I, I think about my relationship, my husband, we've only been with each other, girlfriend and boyfriend since I'm going to give a year. Oh my God. 87. Oh. Okay. When we are <laughs> teenagers and I, you know, I can look back at some of the, the hardest times, especially for me is if I stopped to ask that question, was I open? No. I mean, because I came with either closed doors or with my own baggage, which were my filter. So, so I couldn't really hear, you know, or listen. And, um, yeah, I mean, so just to carry that word, the openness in that moment, um, can change everything. So tell, tell us more. Well, if you think, yeah, if you think about it, when we're talking to each other, we want so much from that interaction. We want to be understood. We want to be listened to. We want to be cared about. We want to, we want to be, um, engaged with problem solving. None of that happens if either mm-hmm. person is too closed down. Mm-hmm. Everything that we want from each other when we're interacting mm-hmm. happens or doesn't based on whether or not we're open. And so what I direct people to is start to pay attention to that first and foremost. Mm-hmm. When you're interacting with people, there's about 12 different channels going on. You're not going to be paying attention to everything make sure you don't get too far away from knowing if you're open or not. And it starts with knowing whether you're open. It's also true that the systems in our brains, which are very well developed for reading other people, Mm -hmm. tell us using exactly the same nervous part of our nervous system, we also read other people's openness very well, especially people we know. But Mm -hmm. it all starts with how open I am. Mm -hmm. You know, the big one of the big questions that people ask about 
their relationships is how do I get this other person to be open to me? Uh And the answer always is how do you get you to be open to them? Mm. Yes. And that's where, that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where it gets kind of dicey, but it really all starts there. And if you notice that you're not open, you got to do something about that. So what Aperture Awareness helps you to do is steer through a difficult conversation. If everybody's nice and open, you're going to do very different things than if you're starting to close down. At which, and I sometimes simplify this into open is good to go, go on green, stop on red. And so what Aperture Awareness allows you to do is, am I, are we good to go? Are we barreling ahead or are we slowing down? Or do, or do we actually need to stop right here and take mm-hmm. account of what's going on and figure out what's going on before proceeding with the storyline? We get so enchanted by the storyline and our thoughts and, and our telling of our tale Mm-hmm. that we forget that really the important thing is are you open to me or not and um and am i open to you more more importantly and i wonder if you could uh, speak to that a little bit more i think um you know when we're having hard conversations whether it is with a partner or a business partner even yes. um we can find those times when even or even when it's a not so difficult conversation where we find that the the communication isn't quite happening. And I love that you're talking about that openness and then finding those times when we aren't open. So I guess my question is, um, when we are, you know, when we meditate, we're getting in tune with our body. We're trying to have awareness of our body and things like that. How can, with your approach, how do we start to figure out if we are open? Mm, Okay. Uh, Because I feel like that might be one of the first steps. Good. So let's start with what you said about figuring it out. Don't figure it out. You can't figure (laughs) this out. What I'm talking about is a felt sensation. It's similar to think of it this way. If I said, look at that tree, you're not gonna be analyzing every photon that's hitting your retina and trying to figure out what you're seeing. You're gonna open your eyes, you're gonna see a tree. Our brains are wired such that we have a very good sensation of openness. We don't always know we do because we don't, a lot of us know what to do with it. And when you don't know what to do with a sensation, you tend to ignore it. And so when I first started talking to couples about apertures and aperture awareness, I I had this aha moment. I thought, Oh, I get it. What I'm here to do as a couple therapist is teach people how to have aperture awareness. And then very soon after that, I was watching a couple and I realized, oh, well, actually I was watching this couple having this very intense discussion, became an argument, became very tense. And she's, she's starting to close down as he's talking to her. And as she's closing down, he's talking faster. And as she's closing down more, he's talking louder <laughs> yes. and he's going at it. And finally I said, hold on, hold on, stop. I said, what's happening with her? And, and he said, well, she's closing down to me. And I said, right. So if you knew that, why did you keep talking? Mm. And he said, I didn't know what else to do. And there it was, and that was light bulb number two. And then I realized it's not that I have to teach people to feel this. We naturally feel this, but we ignore it because we don't know what to do with the information. Mm -hmm. So it's a felt sensation. I would say when I teach people this, most people, when I say, 
I want you to pay attention to whether you're open right now or not. Give me, give me on a scale of one to 10, how open you are. I would say about half or more of the people that I say that to, they instantly know what I'm talking about. Openness. Oh yeah, I can tell you for sure I'm closed down right now, or I'm a five kind of in the middle, you know, <laughs> but there are some people that will say, what do you mean by open? For that, I say there's a couple other ways to get there while you're reconnecting yourself to this felt sensation of openness. One is to tune in to other kinds of sensations. When you're open, you tend to feel soft, safe, warm, relaxed. Mm. Those are all yes. words that we use that mean open. And on the other hand, cold, jittery, tight, uh, uncomfortable, that's closed. Yeah. That's way number two. Way number three has to do with if you think about the things that if you're talking to somebody you care about, you'd most like to be able to do, like be patient, be open, be, uh, be patient, be kind, be um, interested, be compassionate. Those are all things that you can only do if you're open. Sure. So if you ask yourself, <clears throat> am I in a state right now that I'm that I'm patient, kind, considerate, caring, curious. Mm. If the answer is no, that's closed. So there's this is, different ways to get it. But I would say within a short period of time, you'll you just reconnect to this sense of, yeah, I'm closed right now. And it's not just closed in terms of feelings. Your brain also shuts down. You're not as good at problem solving when you're closed. Your yes. body sh shuts down. You can't move easily. So it's all of that. Yeah, Dr. Catherine, this is really great, but let's just, I'm going to chime in for the cynical single people. Um, <laughs> I knew those, it was coming, Skip. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. <laughs> um, so, and this is great. And I love how we open up in, in your bio. You talk about this. So you say the openness and the ability to learn are the heart of successful relationships. And yeah. those who are in a place of dating yeah. and those who are, who are um, fully open because I'm an energetic person. I feel energy. I am connected. I know the vibration. Right. When you are open and you are willing to be vulnerable and to take that chance and you're with someone who just, they open and they close, they open and they close and they <laughs> open and close. And you're just like, okay, you know what? I don't have time for you, boo-boo. Bye-bye. Um, right. And for me, I get closed off when someone's open. Open and they're closing. I'm making a new song here, Fade. Open and closing, open and closing. You are, you are. How, how, do, you, how, how do you like deal with this on the open side, the person who is dating someone who is just wishy-washy? Um, that's a really good question. And I'm glad that you're going, going to this place because of course we're not always in relationship. And uh, the, these things, well, we're not always in a romantic dating or mm -hmm. couple relationship. We're always in relationships. Right. And the things I'm talking about apply to all relationships. They're not just about romantic coupling. But when you're dating somebody, yes, it matters to assess um, how can I say it? If you're nice and open, the, there's a resonance between us as human beings that um, you're probably noticing there's a drum back here. If emotional resonance, the resonance of our limbic systems, which is where we're reading this thing about open and closed, we're like drum heads. If you're in a room full of drums and you hit one drum head, all the Every, drum heads Everything vibrate. vibrates. That's, That's right. us. Yes. We, when we say we feel the vibe, we definitely feel the vibe. 
So if you're nice and open and you're pretty sure you're nice and open, what you're looking for in this other person is that they are resonant enough that mm. maybe not instantly, but over some period of time, not too long, your openness leads them in the direction, influences them in the direction of open. If it doesn't, then you have to start asking questions about are they capable of being open? Or maybe just with me, they're not capable of opening. So part of what we're doing right away when we're checking out potential dating partners, potential best friends, et cetera, we're trying to figure out, are we resonant? When I'm open, is this other person tending to be delighted yeah. by that and opening? And then, of course, the other thing I always say when people say, what should I look for in a partner if I'm looking for a serious partner? I say, look for somebody that likes to learn. Yeah, because wow. you're not going to find sense. the relationship. You're not going to find the relationship when you find the person. You're going to, if you're lucky, find the person with whom you can learn about the relationship. Yeah. That's beautiful. And it's all about learning. Yeah, Faith, I'm going to bring you into this, and I know you have a question for Doc. Will you, Dr. Catherine, would you please, and then lead us into our song, Power of Now? Ask your question and lead us into our song. Sure, 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 sure. Okay, so. Catherine, you know, we've been just living through a crazy wild time, right? With the pandemic and all of the right. violence and, and, and this. So I, I'm, I wonder for you, have you used this aperture awareness in your, in your own life for your own personal, I, I don't know what the word is, you know, well-being during this time, having that openness, meaning like whether it be people or maybe you're watching the news where they're just not you, you know, they don't make you feel open. <laughs> that, that that's, nice, that, eh? that's a nice way to put it, right? I told you, Faith, stop watching the news. Stop watching the news. Stop watching the news. Shut it down. Oh, no, no, but we can't avoid it. We know that on our show. Yes, anyway, but, Catherine, oh, what? Go. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was going to say, have y'all noticed how we watch the news and then the commercials for antidepressant? Just saying. Uh, yeah. There's something to that. There's yeah, something I'm, to I'm, that. I'm, I'm just I'm saying. With you, I'm with you, Skip. I often tell people, yeah. be careful about that new stuff. Yeah. A little bit of it goes a long way. So yeah. back to what you were saying, Faith. Go, yeah. Faith. Oh, well, that, that is the question. There's been so much that we can be reactive to. And right. I'm doing the air quotes of others, right? Mm -hmm. That we are just, I don't think we come with that openness. Yes. You know? So so I'm asking you, what have you found? Have you been able to apply it to well, you know so first of all of mm -hmm. course i apply this to my own yeah. life yeah. Uh, yeah i better i don't like teaching people to do things <laughs> to myself so um so long before COVID, i sometimes mm -hmm. joke with people when people say how did you learn what you know i say well for sure from a lot of meditation for sure from mm -hmm. learning about psychology because i i have the privilege of being married to the hardest person in the world to live with so I've got I've got good training. However, I have to tell you, if you were to ask him, he would say, "Yeah, me too." Wow! We're both open so masters. We've got the laboratory open twenty four seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the first big answer. Is yes, of course. I learned this both mm -hmm. through thinking about it and through sitting with couples yeah. and watching them try it, try yeah. to relate, but, but mostly in my own couple, my own relationships and trying to figure out 
what's what makes this work or not mm -hmm. going back to the COVID part and the media part i think part of it is when you get used to being open when you start to discover yourself in that way mm -hmm. you start to notice that it's pretty uncomfortable to be closed it doesn't actually feel very good mm -hmm. and so the only way you could, so I think that the, the media diet is important. I think what and how and how much we take in of, of the news of the world is really important. The answer to that conundrum is not zero and it's not all of it. Mm -hmm. And what I think is going on when pe some, sometimes people take in too much or the wrong kind of news. Mm -hmm. And I think we can only do that if we're not paying attention to our aperture. Yes. Because we will only sit for so long with a closed, that stuff will close us down. Mm -hmm. We will only sit for so long with a closed tight aperture before we start to feel pretty ill. Right. And so yes. I notice when I'm taking in certain media, I, it is hard to stay open. I do notice that I get a little self-protective mm -hmm. and that's okay because I need a certain amount to stay informed, to kind of know what people are going through, et cetera. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be aware of painful things and staying open while you're doing that requires something of us. And yeah. so we want to mm -hmm. take a break and we don't want that to be and it's that, it's also it, yeah. and yeah. it's very interesting as we're talking about news i'm finding my shoulders starting to go forward yeah. Yeah. i'm starting to feel my body change so i think this is a great segue for some music to open yes. us up so yes. we can get open we'll be listening to today faith yes yes well i, I first want to thank Catherine. thank you for sharing that from you know your heart and your own experience and i think because the world we do live in because just so you're clear, I don't ever, I don't think, I don't remember the last time I've ever sat and watched the news. I just mean the blips of things you hear, yeah, which absolutely. the blips are huge, you know? Um, but that's why I feel like your work and especially aperture awareness is something that can be applied and used now daily for everyone, for all people. So, yeah. so this is why I chose uh, my song entitled power of now, because right. uh, I do believe like you that within us, there's, there's that stillness that brings it back, that openness that will allow for the evolution that wants to happen. So, Skip, let's like relax right. your shoulders. Let's, Everybody relax let's your open shoulders. Up. Let's open up with the power of now. Listen, let's listen to it.
Back to Voices of Unity. Um, Faith, you didn't see me. I had my candle up because so I was looking for my lighter. That was the lighter song. <laughs> I had my, I was going, but I, I couldn't, I, I had my candle up because I, I don't smoke. So yes. I couldn't find my, but that was the lighter song, Faith. Wow. I mean, yes. man tear, man tear. Oh, I may have had more than one man tear that time. I tell you, you know, we've listened to, a, 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 you know, those that have been listening to us have gotten a, a, a nice sample of a lot of your work. Um, over the last um, dozen or so episodes that we've done, but boy, that's definitely one of my favorite of your mm-hmm. your songs. It's it's just so meditative, and also, you know, I, writing that kind of music can, uh, is challenging because you don't want to um, go into cliche. And with those lyrics, it's just so. There's some really deep and rich stuff there. Mm-hmm. I just really love it, Faith. Thank you, Chad. You know, it came from my Maluhia Everyday Peace album, and it was a time for me really asking the question of what does it mean 
to be peaceful, you know, to live this life of peace. And uh, so I wrote songs that I needed. And it's mm. I still listen to that lyric of be strong enough to let go. And I know in relationship, when we have our gloves on, I mean, have you guys been there? Oh, and you're no, just... not at all. Never. <laughs> I've never been there, Faith, ever. Oh, Lord. Well, then you are a master, like half the time. But you know, when you have your gloves on, uh, yeah, it's the opposite of aperture yeah. awareness and that open, but yeah. there's that softness. It's all the qualities you talked about, Catherine, is what I feel when I yeah. hear that song. So and yeah. before we left though, Catherine, we were talking about body language. And as I was listening to the song, my body shifted. And one of the things as a licensed spiritual counselor and what I do is we look for body language when I'm sitting with someone. And I know in psychotherapy, body language is a big, it's a message. What are some of the things that we look at when people are closed versus open and open versus closed in the body? What really happens? Do you mean what really what really happens inside of us? What is the physical what no, what is the physical things that we can see within ourselves yeah. and see with others when they are open and closed? Because I talked about the chest starting to roll forward and yeah. opening up, that happens, and I'm I'm going, oh wait a minute, that's a message. Yeah, we yeah. need to look at that when we're looking yeah. at our partners, if arms are closed, but what do you see in your work? Yeah, pretty, yeah, the, the typical things. It's not infallible. People can be sitting like this and not necessarily with their arms crossed and not necessarily be closed. So none of the signals that tell us somebody's closed are infallible. What they can do is they can lead us in the direction of asking. So crossed arms, shoulders hunched forward, kind of like a turtle folding in on itself, um, turning away. Very often, if a couple's really having difficulty, I'm watching, when, when I work with people, I, I mostly have them looking at and talking to each other, and I'm kind of the sidelines coach. But what I notice is even when I tell them, okay, I want you to turn and talk to each other, some people, they just don't and can't because they're so upset with each other. Um, so, so turning away, not looking at each other, putting your eyes down in your lap instead of up at the other person, all of those are signals that we can use, especially if we're on the way to learning to read the other person's aperture, but we're not quite there yet. Use the body cues as a starting place, and if you see the person shift their body away from you, shift their eyes away from you, close the front of their body. We're, their front of us is the vulnerable part. We close in on that. Anything like that should trigger you to say, hey, hold on a second. You look like you might not be so happy with what's going on right now. How open are you? And I encourage people to not just go for something binary, open or closed, because there are gradations there, but to use a one to 10 scale and ask people, give me, give me what your aperture is right now. Five mm -hmm. is kind of good, the good to go point. Five or above, we're in a good zone where if we're talking to each other, we're not likely to injure and we are likely to connect. Mm -hmm. Below five, continuing to try to interact around the storyline, around the content is very likely to risk injury. And mm -hmm. so if you check in, if you see that closing body patch during your check-in and the other person says, yeah, you lost me. I'm a, I'm a four headed towards zero. <laughs> and you don't want to go back to what you're talking about. You don't want to resume talking about the vacation. You mm -hmm. want to instead say, okay, hold on a second. 
what's going on? Why did you close down? They might say, well, for one, you started yelling at me. <laughs> and for two, you, I told you, I don't want to talk about the vacation until you know, after this big event is over for me. Mm-hmm. And so then you come back it up and say, oh, okay, you're right. You did say that. And you're right. I was starting to yell at you because I noticed that you weren't listening and I kind of got lost. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of deconstruct it and then you can figure out together, okay, if we want to have a conversation and it's important that we be open to each other, I'm going to need to stop raising my voice. Maybe we're going to need to not talk about the vacation. Instead, let's talk about what we're going to do this weekend. Mm -hmm. You can adjust content. You can adjust voice tones. You can pare down the conversation so that instead of going for problem solving, you're just going for exchange of ideas. Lots of adjustments you can make, but it all starts with, as Skip said, notice that you're picking up on something on your radar, often body language, and Mm -hmm. then inquire. Don't assume you know, just inquire. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that was so practical and, and, you know, definitely something that I can see even, you know, my husband and I, how we can impact these future conversations. Um, I'm curious though, I have these friends, longtime friends that, and, and I'm sure you've had these couples, they just seem like two closed doors. Okay. And, but you know, they continue on and, you know, I love them so much and I, I want them to have this love and this openness. I mean, at a, at a certain point, I mean, you, you as the person helping, I mean, you can't force them to open the doors, right? I mean, the, that's right. <laughs> or maybe, maybe you have some right. secret maybe. tricks. I don't know. Well, I like the yeah. force, which is real, you know, yes, yes. We can't, you know, we're so, we, in order to really be in relationships in the right mm-hmm. way, we have to let go of wanting to control, whether it's yes. our partner or our friends who are yes. clearly suffering. We mm-hmm. don't get to control each mm-hmm. other. We don't get to control very much. What <laughs> I think of is we get to influence and we can certainly influence ourselves, other people, what goes on around us. We can definitely influence and we can do that when we let go of needing to control it. And so it's possible that you may be able to influence your friends. And it's also possible you may not. It sounds like they're pretty close. And sometimes, sometimes people stay in a relationship where both people are very close because they don't actually have any experiences of being very open. And so they don't notice this as well. We, we got a problem here. I definitely know a few couples that I'd say they're both pretty closed mm-hmm. down in general to each other, to life. Mm-hmm. And so they don't necessarily notice that this isn't an, an actual relationship. That's the most interesting part is they are so open and loving. They oh. build community. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, so, other, yeah. yeah. And so as a friend, I just don't know how far to go. I don't know. Do I point out her closed door or his, clo- you know, I just. No, <laughs> no, do not be pointing out nobody else's closed door, sister. Yeah, just like, I'm going to I'm I'm go like, I'm going to go like, oh, you, you so closed off. Um, no, boo boo. No, but that's here's, not how I would say it. I, would I know, I know. But here's the thing it. about what you just said, Faith. <laughs> We don't know the dynamics of someone's relation. We've only seen from the outside looking at this. For 20 I, years, it, but yes. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I, I have friends too. Okay. And in my eyes, I'm going, they're pretty closed off. And when I, the reason I go no, because I have said something. And it's a minister friend of mine and her partner. And I said, y'all just feel so like, then he goes, she goes, 
no, that's how we've always been. We'd love that. <laughs> and I went, oh, my bad, my bad. But you know, the follow up to this though, Dr. Catherine, do we work in a preventative way? Do you bring couples in who just don't want to go through the clothes? They want to stay open? Do you work as a preventative way of, of staying open? Those who are already open? Um, I think what most maps onto that is that I work a lot with, in fact, I work increasingly with, with young couples um, who are just starting a relationship. Yes, and of course that's yes. best, you know, sometimes I think myself like an oncologist, if you're an oncologist and you're treating cancer patients, the last thing you want to see is somebody that came in 20 years too late, right? So I tell couples yeah. when I work with the young ones, I say, thank goodness you came in early. And increasingly, I think there's a different level of awareness about this stuff than there used to be, thank goodness. And so lots of young people will come to me as they're getting married, right before, I have a couple of couples right now that are about to get married. And you know, when you're planning a wedding, things get kind of tense. And so they came in. So that's the best because yeah, they haven't, they haven't gone down the ro wrong road too far yet. They're very malleable and just at the beginning. And there's there's not all that accumulated hurt that we have to walk back, you know? And so, yes, working preventatively so that they start, because pretty soon, even very open people get to the end of the honeymoon and they get to the place where, I mean, inevitably, if we're trying to be close to each other, we're going to step on each other's toes. We're going to discover all those differences that, what? I thought we were just alike, you know, which is what you feel when you're in love. We're just the same. No, actually, we have all these differences and there will come a day when you stumble upon some difference. It just feels like a deal breaker. Like, are you kidding me? I didn't know you felt that way. And so that's the point where you start to realize, yeah, we're going to have to get really good at talking to each other about differences in ways that don't damage this relationship and don't discourage us too much. And the yeah. deal about that is there's always going to be differences. It's not like we're going to, we're going to, we're going to resolve the differences, but we can get better and better at talking about them so that it helps the relationship when we talk about them instead of hurting the relationship. And that's what's possible. Yeah, that's, I, I love hearing, uh, you know, this, this, this idea of the evolution of relationships you're talking about. I, I do want to go back to one thing that you said earlier. I've been staring at that uh, beautiful drum in the background of your, uh, <laughs> of your Zoom square there. Um, you, you said something about, to, to skip about, um, you know, our, our radars picking up resonance mm -hmm, and things mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, w w lots of our listeners, I think, you know, come from a very spiritual background and we know what it means to feel a vibe, yeah. right? And so I wonder if you could talk a little bit about um, the science behind that. What is that resonance that, that, that affects our limbic system? How do we communicate? Um, it, it, because I'd love to hear how that, that thing that we experience in a spiritual way actually yeah. has science behind it. Yes, yes. Okay. I'd be happy to talk about that. And whenever we talk about the neuroscience, let me just say that we know so much more now than we did 20 years ago, and we still know about a fingernail's worth of the whole thing. So this is what we, these are the models we have currently, this is what we think is going on and it will continue to grow. Um, there's something in our brains called mirror neurons. Um, they are not part of the limbic system, but they have big pathways to the limbic systems. 
The research on mirror, mirror neurons is really interesting. What we discovered is, um, and scientists discovered this accidentally, they were working in the lab with their primates as they tend to do. And one of the scientists one day was um, peeling a banana. And he looked over and the primate in the cage next to him as he was getting ready to lunch on the banana is going like this and is about is like salivating and he thought wow that's really interesting skip forward they started really studying this what they found is that when we observe another human being doing something we feel it ourselves in other words when we talk about empathy we don't get we the old idea of think about how you would feel, don't think about how you would feel, how you would feel in a certain situation, not what I would feel, it's something different. What we do have is this direct feeling of the limbic resonance of the vibration of what the other person's feeling and particularly when there's a motivational component. If a, if a chimpanzee notices us delivering a banana to the garbage pail, they do not salivate. They salivate when they notice they deliver it to our mouth. So it's, it's very motivational based, but in general, think of it that our mirror neurons tell our brains very directly to feel what they're picking up that the other person is feeling. Wow. It's a, it's a, I, I, some, I have a little diagram that sometimes shows that the neuronal connection between people is every bit as real as the neuronal connection inside of our own brains. So it starts with these mirror neurons. We feel other people's feelings. This is the basis for very successful movies. You know, when you watch certain <laughs> movies, you cry easily. That's because the, the actors in the movie, and actually I just realized I'm talking to an actor, so you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> when the actor is actually involved and feeling what they're portraying, we tend to feel with them. If you see a movie that leaves you flat, likely it's not, it's because the people portraying this weren't actually very much there. They were going through the motions, but they were not having the experience. Um, so that's what I mean by we feel a resonance with each other we feel each other's feelings and the pathways that are getting activated are the same pathways that get activated when we're feeling our own feelings. Is that wow. kind of what you're That's beautiful. For? Yeah, it's mind blowing. Okay. I love that. That is absolutely <laughs> powerful stuff. And yeah. so, you know, Dr. Catherine, we're at the part of our show we call the SSP, which stands for Sexy Spiritual Pebbles. And Sexy Spiritual <laughs> Pebbles are your takeaway from our experience in this hour. Yeah. And um, something that you want to leave our viewers with. And so um, who wants to go first with their SSP for today? Chatty mm. Faith. Faith, you always have the best SSPs. Your yeah, SSPs are always the best. That's like pressure right there. <laughs> oh, oops. I'm sorry, sister. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but uh, no, I do. I do have. I have. My, but there are so many. So but many. There's so many. The one I'm going to go with because it, they, they really connected. I love how you talk about neurons and all that. I don't know. It fired something in me. So <laughs> um, Chad's I don't know moment, which directly, I don't know, in my in my brain and in my heart, it also connects with the openness that I don't that I don't know is so powerful and the openness. And I look back at my relationship with my husband, this long relationship we've had and 
it's that openness to let him be who he is and let him have his opinion. Man, it took a while to get here as in, oh, we can be happy even if you have a, a radically different view from me. And I think the peace that goes with it is like a little trinity that I don't know the openness. And then it's that love that I love him enough. I love our world enough that I can love, you know, even others that I may not agree with. I love them enough, you know, to mm. let them be. And I love me enough to let me be and have my own peace. So there's my SSP. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was very sexy. Oh, good. Thank hey, you. That was very sexy. Thank you. No kidding. <laughs> Who's next? Oh, my Who's God. Next? Chad, I'll, go, Chad, I'll, go, I'll go next. What's your SSP? Listening to, you know, what happens to us when we start to ooh, close up. And I, I was thinking, you know, when we close up, we get closed up, meaning when we close down, nothing can come in. It's, it's so, it, it, we think we're protecting, but it, it can act as a shield. Um, you know, we were talking about, uh, uh, Catherine, you were talking about how, you know, good ideas and new ideas and, and, and mm. creative impulse mm -hmm. cannot kind of get through that shell, you know, new solutions. So when we get, when we close up, we get closed up. That's what I'm taking away from today. So. You know, it's seldom does this happen. You know, Faith, you took my SSP first. <laughs> and then Chad, you took my SSP. Oh, but no, no, wait a minute. But then I had the second one SSP ready. And Chad, you took that one. <laughs> Um, I, I, okay, so I'll, I have another one because there were so many, um, this idea of that we're not just talking about romantic relationships, we're talking about relationships, period. And I believe that that is the, um, I think the cornerstone of our civilization is we have the, the ability to actually think and have an intellectual and experiential experience. Why am I in this relationship? And do I want to continue to be in this relationship? Even if it's work relationships, it's friendships, it's partners, it's lovers, it's husbands, it's wives, whatever. We have a choice to understand that if I'm not feeling open, I don't have to be in that relationship. No matter what it is, it could be you know, I'm very open with my mama, so don't get this wrong, mama, if you listen to this. But even in family relationships, family dynamics, if I'm feeling closed off, I don't have to be in that. So there you have it. That's my SSP. <laughs> Dr. Catherine, do you have an, a sexy spiritual pebble for us? I do. Actually, I was, I was noticing all along, but when you said that, I thought, oh, I know what mine is. <laughs> I really enjoyed this conversation we had. Um, I'm definitely aware that all of your openness made it really easy to talk, really easy to think. Oh. And in fact, you know, the definition of dialogue, as I use the word, is that people are so op open enough that they're thinking together. And some of the things that I said here, as you guys were so openly asking your questions, I've never actually put together in exactly that way. And so I was learning as we went along and that's thrilling. So thank you. That's for awesome. That. Oh, wow. that is so amazing. Yeah. Thank you for being here, awesome. Dr. Catherine Ford. We love you and adore you and you are always welcome to come back. And just for our listeners, where can people find you if they need some counseling or they want to follow you and where can people right. connect? Excellent. Yes. So my website is Catherine Ford, MD. That's K-A-T-H-R-Y-N Ford, MD. 
um, dot com. Mm -hmm. And that's where you'll see everything about me. Um, a couple of my favorite things that I do is I'm a podcast, I'm a um, blogger for <laughs> Psychology Today. And so I have oh, a blog there. Wow. I post there. That's one of the places you can read my stuff. Um, another place is I write pretty regularly for Mind Body Green, so you can see some of my stuff there. I love them and, too. Um, and I teach, uh, most of my teaching is through Stanford Continuing Studies program, which is a great program. You should look at it for other things too. But about two or three times a year, I teach a course through Stanford Continuing Studies. So those are some great places to see, but it's all collected on my website. And so you can go there and find out what I'm going to be doing next. Oh, awesome. wow. And also your private, your private work, right? Private consultations and. Yes. And okay. yes, you can, you can go there to get contact information to consult me, yes. uh, to look for me for consultation. Yes. If you want me to give a talk to your group, uh, a workshop for your group, all of that's possible. So, yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much. And Faith, you're about to do the Posse Awards at the end of the summer. Anything else happening? What's happening? Well, in July, actually, on July 30th. Oh, yeah, I'll be with Brentwood Inspired Center for, wait, am I I'm saying that right? Uh, Brentwood Inspired Living Center. There we go. Um, they're based in Northern California, but it'll be <sighs> online. I'm giving the message, the music, and we're going to be doing, following that, a healing concert into a dance party. So the, <laughs> so you can Ooh. find that information, you know, online, you know, either at faithrivera.com or on Facebook, look up Brentwood Inspired Living Center. So looking and forward can you to add that. that in our description as well, yes, Faith? Yes, I will add or, <laughs> or should I call you Reverend Faith? <laughs> Just Faith. Okay. <laughs> what about you? Where, where's Chad? Chad is Chad, Chad, shaking it on the lake. Yes, shaking you know I'm. I, yes, Wait, I'm it. shaking it up it's, on the lake. <laughs> I love what you said, Faith. Are you still shaking it up on the lake? Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. I love that. That is so cute. Okay. <laughs> yes, we are. We are shaking. We are shaking. And we shake big time a week from Friday when we open in Pavilion, New York um, with Macbeth. Um, and that runs through the end of, ooh, excuse me, that bronchitis is coming back. And that <laughs> runs through <laughs> the end of the month. <laughs> Shakeonthelake.org. <laughs> and we'll make sure we place that in our description. Mm -hmm. And no, you can follow me at Skip Jennings, uh, Rev Skip Jennings on all the social media. Um, if you're ever in the Fort Lauderdale area, we do live, in live and online um, services at the Center for Spiritual Living here in Fort Lauderdale. Um, if you want to watch us online at 1030 a.m. every Sunday, you can follow us on our website, which is cslftl.org, or go directly to Facebook or YouTube and just search Center for Spiritual Living. We also have a um, Instagram page, which I love it. I'm loving. We're, we're, we don't have a lot of stuff up there yet, but we're getting there. So yes. follow Baby us. Baby steps. <laughs> voice, Voices.unity. Did I do that right? Voices.of.unity. Okay, that's too many dots and ofs. I know, I know. <laughs> but it's good. Just look for Voices of Unity. <laughs> and we have a yes. Facebook group, and we are more active on the Facebook group, but join it so you'll get to stay in touch with what we're doing here. Yes. I always say this hour goes too quickly. Yes. <laughs> well, yes, we've had yes. an amazing time with you, Catherine. Again, Catherine Ford um, here just sharing so much insight on relationships and 
boy, do we need that. It's been an absolute pleasure being with you guys. Good. And I took a lot of notes. So when I get into a relationship, I'm prepared. <laughs> you are in a relationship. Oh, my goodness. Everyone, we truly love you here at Voices of Unity. Until next episode, stay well, stay blessed, and know that we are right there where you are. We love you. Peace and blessings, everyone. Subscribe, like, and share. Spread the love. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.